Hi, welcome to Leadership in Crisis, a podcast which is very much needed at these unprecedented times. This is your host, Swami Sri Parambadur, a seasoned CXO leader, business strategist, and philanthropist. As we all are experiencing COVID-19 effect on community and businesses, many are wondering how the future of business is going to be how the companies are going to adopt the new normal in winning the customer. To get all this answered, we have invited a special guest, Kim Stevenson. Kim is the Senior Vice President and General Manager of NetApp, Foundational Data Services Business Unit, and she is helping to lead to the change in the new technology area. Kim most recently served as Senior Executive with Lenovo as Senior Vice President and General Manager for the Data Center Group. Kim has won numerous awards, including Silicon Valley's Business Journal's Best CIO and Ivanta Top 10 Breakaway Leader, Huffington Post's Most Social CIO, as well as the CIO 100 Award by CIO.com. She was named the Woman of Excellence in Digital Trailblazer by the National Association of Female Executives. In 2015, she won the Forbes CIO Innovation Award. I mean, Kim has numerous awards and she's very popular. Kim, welcome to the Leadership in Crisis show. Uh, Good morning, Swami. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Oh, it was fantastic. And with your dazzling uh, appearance, we are so much excited (laughs) to talk to you and get more information to my listeners. (laughs) That sounds good. That's a good way to start the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So as you have been, you know, experiencing these critical times, so how do you really envision future of business in this crisis? Yeah, um, Swami, it's an interesting um, situation that we actually find ourselves. So a lot of companies go through crisis, a lot of economies go through crisis, and, and we've seen that happen over the last 10 years. But this is a unique situation because everybody's in the same crisis. And I like to say, you know, we're in the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. Some people are in yachts, some people are in dinghies, and some people like are swimming with, you know, a hole in their life preserver. So it's it's really important in this time that you understand, you know, where you are as a company and the leadership traits that you need to bring given the situation, but also where your customers and your suppliers are, because it's about an ecosystem functioning, not just about a single entity functioning. Very true. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, your analogy was very clear that, you know, everybody's in the storm, but then everybody's in a different boat. I mean, I could really visualize you have put it in a very simple, but a very elegant way because everybody was thinking, okay, am I in the same situation? But it was fantastic. It was not like one Titanic, it is multiple Titanics. Everybody is just going through the crisis. That's right. That's right. Wow. What a great way to put it. So in this, um, uh, just want to step back. You know, what was your roles and responsibilities when you joined with NetApp and how they have transformed because of the crisis? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, in, you know, 
funny enough, I joined NetApp in um, January of this year. Oh. And, you know, with a vision that I was going to ramp up and this is what was going to happen. And, you know, I, of uh, course, right in the first uh, few weeks, I laid in a 90 day plan, then COVID hit. So that plan went out the window. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And uh, it's the degree of flexibility that you need to have when you're presented with a very disruptive event yeah. is, is important. Um, but I have to say that um, the opportunity remained the same. It just the context shifted for how we would go about um, pursuing that. And, you know, pulling the team together and I, our, our team, the entire NetApp population really, really rose to the occasion. You know, we made changes immediately that we needed to make. We normalized that as quickly as possible. And then we started focusing on um, the future of our company. And so, you know, what happened in the first six weeks without a crisis might have taken six, eight months. And um, so there are there is a benefit to all having a, a uniform view of the problem and a sense of urgency to fix it. And, and it is impressive how quickly you can change when you need to change. I think you really nailed it because many leaders or many organizations want to do this digital transformation and then they have a roadmap of one year two year three years now everything suddenly they come back with a shortened window now i want it in weeks or months you know that's it you can't really go prolonged because we need to come up i mean i i'm glad that you and your team also did the same thing yeah. and uh, you used uh, absolutely something called you know disruption and i think as a part of the digital transformation last few years we have been hearing about disruption you know either you disrupt or you will be disrupted mm -hmm. because you know nobody now remember um uber now no more taxi so in this context every company is really doing innovation so from this point of view so how this netapp has come back in your leadership about this innovation and how did you really uh, brought some disruption to the industry in your industry? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's perfectly timed uh, because at um, eight o'clock Eastern this morning, we made uh, a series of product announcements um, for my business unit. So yeah, so it's a big day for the team. Um, but it really, um, if you look at the elements of the announcements that we just made, they're really reflective of the needs of today um, that weren't here just a couple years ago. So one of the things we announced it was a um, flex subscription offering. So a way to pay for equipment in an OPEX model, have NetApp manage that service for you, which is very different, right? Normally people would buy our equipment as a CapEx and then they would install it and manage it. Uh, but today's environment is different. People can't even get into their data centers in some places. So how can you manage your equipment, right? How can you install it, you know, run cables, et cetera. And so NetApp can do all of that for you. I mean, this is like a completely different because as an IT leader, last 24 years, I was only thinking, you know, what we can buy as a storage unit and then whether a NetApp or something, but it always buy as a CapEx and then keep it in the data center. I mean, I know I spend a lot of sleepless nights in Thanksgiving days and all, you know, commissioning, installing and making sure things are working, but this is a completely different model. Wow. How, how yeah. is the response? What else you have added to it? 
Yeah. So, so another thing that we added, which is a first, um, is we've delivered a um, software-defined storage offering. So software only um, for block storage um, based on our um, SolidFire platform. And again, it's um, a completely different offering for a world where uh, more and more people are moving to the cloud, right? And need a service provider model as part of their overall infrastructure. And this is a great offering to help enable that kind of a transition with our customers. So, wow. I think uh, this is fantastic and you have done it in a very nice manner. So I'm hoping to, you know, use those services even for my organization. So thank you for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, that, we hope you do use it. <laughs> so. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we, as a strategist, we definitely, you know, share uh, the new and innovative solutions to the industries and the organization. So definitely we'll keep this as a, our, um, part of our service offering you know any anything in the innovation which can make ease of the communication and the collaboration with a greater outcome we definitely want to do yeah yeah and and everybody is moving into a hybrid world where there is a mix of on-prem and cloud services that you know the data is the common um, element between those things and having um, connectivity of your data is, is really important. And that's one of the things our flagship product ONTAP offers. And um, so, and we, again, we made some announcements in deepening the cloud integration with ONTAP in this um, uh, this morning's announcement. So yeah, all consistent. And, and Swami, to go back to your point on, you know, disrupt or be disrupted, um, obviously these things were in development before COVID hit. But we had to look mm -hmm. at ourselves and and the plan was to announce them, um, you know, this week, uh, you know, from a year ago. And and we had to really look at how are we going to stay the course? Are we going to and how, what are we going to do to enhance and adjust um, the offerings to to meet both the schedule and the customer needs? And I think we did an outstanding job to stay on track in this kind of crazy time. Wow, no, I, I didn't know. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned because I was expecting this is this was not on the roadmap. So you have to really do something, but but uh, it looks like you already had a roadmap on this time and you still delivered in spite of this pandemic. I mean, that's a commendable job. I mean, it's outstanding. Wow. I mean, outstanding. Congrats to you and your leadership. Thank you. Thank you. So, so this message, it also appears to me so what kind of message, because as a leader, you are able to do the disruption and the innovation. So what is the message you are giving or sharing in your circle of influence? Yeah, so it's really important as a leader that you define the end state um, and, and spend your time describing the future because people will come with you if they believe it's worth going. If it's not worth going, that you're not going to get, or if they don't know where they're going, um, then they're not going to get there. And one of the things I've always sort of lived by is, you know, great strategy with poor execution isn't worth anything. Great execution with poor strategy isn't worth anything, right? And so as your role in the organization as a leader is to ensure that you have a vision and a strategy that can execute to that and help people see um, that end destination, and they will rise to the occasion. And 
And this is just a perfect example of the time we're in and the ability to continue to produce great product and get it out on time. Um, that's because they believed in the end destination. We believed we were adding enough customer value that it was worth doing. Yeah, that, that's good. And I think you really took care of your employees and your customers and all the stakeholders. So that is fantastic. So let me ask you this. So in this part, particular time as a leader, do you feel you need to manage the crisis or lead the crisis or both? And how did you do that? Um, so I think it's always both, right? But plenty of people manage. Um, and, you know, depending on where you sit in the organization, uh -huh. um, you know, leaders are, are less available. Like, you know, there just aren't as many people. In, in the crisis or any form of change event, as a leader, you have to be willing to stand alone. It's risky, you know, and if, if you just think about all the decisions that we've made, you know, um, will we shut down our sites? Will we open our sites? Will we, you know, um, wear masks? Will we, you know, can we find sanitizer? Are we gonna take temperatures? All of these things at the time you have to make the decision, not all the data is available. And so real leaders, right, are standing mm -hmm. out on their own and saying, you know, I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to do what's right and err on the side of, in the case of health and safety, err, err on the side of conservative. And, um, and then as more data becomes available, you can always adjust. Very few decisions in life are final. So you can change, right, as the situation evolves to allow you to change. And, and I think that that's a really important attribute that leaders have to be able to employ is know what decision needs to be made now and know what decisions you can defer and what you can change later. I think you nailed a couple of points very clearly. And uh, it was very funny you say, but it was a very fact because you know, leaders are very hard to be seen because it is right. This is the time everybody has to step up. And what I have seen in some of the organizations, the employees are really looking up to leadership and then the leadership did not even come and did not do any town halls, did not even bother about talking to them. They were completely hiding because they were only worried about, if I show up to my employee, what is that I have to give it to them? They may be asking me something I have to give them. I'm already in a downturn. I don't have money. I have to give, I mean, I think I met with a few leaders. I was very, very, in uh, a shock to call them as a leader because they're not even stepping up just mm -hmm. because you need to even if you don't have any money or anything but you need to really step up to talk to them you know give that confidence right and right. Uh, as you mentioned you do not have the data and that is where the leader is because leader always goes in the unknown paths that is where you really discover you make the path it is not if you are only going on a path you mostly will be called as a follower because you are that's really right. making the path that's right that's right i i actually have always described myself as a path clearer i just clear the path right and then all the people behind me do the hard work right and so um but it is true that it doesn't take money actually to be a leader so i do a weekly video recording uh, message for my team um, and it just sort of um, gives them a bit of information on the business, a bit of motivation. And then I always close um, with a song. And at the beginning of COVID, 
um, I started doing this because I was worried about how do we stay connected, right? Um, and I would read a verse from a song that I felt was inspiring. And as my employees, you know, provided feedback, they said, you really need to sing the song. Well, I'm not a good singer. <laughs> and, um, but I decided, you know, part of being a leader is to be vulnerable with your people. Yeah. And, you know, they are asking for this. It would be a little bit of entertainment. We all need some lighthearted, you know, injections every week. And so I started singing. So I sing to them every single week now. Wow. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. <laughs> but it's all, there's always a message behind it, right? And around motivation and, and where we're going as a business. I mean, it is, I've never heard, I'm not. I'm glad you shared your story. So you motivated me to do something new now. I think uh, I know I am doing a lot of town hall meetings, but I never thought of adding some humor or adding some song, which is also showing about vulnerability. And this leads to my another question. So what is the importance you as a leader see our people are missing as a leader in terms of empathy and vulnerability? How important it is to you? What do you think about it? Yeah, I, um, look, I think um, empathy is, um, it's important to survive life, forget being a leader, right? That, that again, I sort of go back to my analogy that we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat, yeah. right? And um, you have to be empathetic to, um, individual situations be willing to listen and adjust as necessary um you know it and without that it's just very hard to win people's hearts right you can win their mind but it's their heart that drives superior performance and so if you're um you know i uh, one of my um, employees got married last week in um, Colorado and um, of course there's fires and they were evacuated an hour before the wedding. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> that can, I mean, you can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, you just sort of, you know, have to, you have to deal with it. So they moved, right? They continued the ceremony at a public park and, and they got married. And, um, but you know, if so I just sent a note, you know, saying how, look, you're going to have great stories to tell your children and your grandchildren. I mean, what can you do? Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, but just sort of recognizing everybody's situation is, um, you know, different and sometimes it's challenging and you can find the humor in it. And sometimes it's just challenging hard and the stress is overwhelming for people. So. I know, very true. See, I think uh, this is a very small empathetic stories will tell and that when you do it, you really don't um, uh, know about the impact of it. You, because of the leadership position and because of the situation, you take a decision mm -hmm. and, and then you just finish it. But when you look back, you really see, wow, what a fantastic uh, situation and then how we did it. And then definitely, as you mentioned, it is a great story. So definitely this couple, God bless them and uh, wish you a happy married life to them. But they definitely is going to remember this for lifelong, and then it is a great stories to tell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so this leads to a, another people question, which always uh, I'm wondering because in this pandemic, uh, it is very difficult to manage with uh, or communicate with everybody. So from in your capacity, 
as a leader who are the people you spend less time with and why is it justifiable or do you see the do you see them neglected yeah um so i i try not to spend less time with people so i i coined a term at the beginning of this that i said i'm not going to do social distancing i'm going to do distant socializing <laughs> and um and what i what i felt like that was an important distinction is because the connection you have with people um really completes and fulfills you and so um you know i have a monthly zoom call with some girlfriends that normally in a normal circumstance we would get together for dinner or something once a month they're just friends right and but but for me it's a really important aspect of my life right to know what's going on with them and them with me etc um and so so a lot of dynamics things have changed um and i i find the hardest part is in a work setting there's a lot of informality that builds relationships whether we're walking to the cafeteria together or you know it's 5 minutes before a meeting or um and you're just grabbing somebody to say hey what do you think about this or you know i'm i'm got this issue do you know anything about it do you have any background and i find those little informal um questions and relationship building are more difficult in this environment and so um i've been trying more recently to have shorter like just 15 minute check-in calls how you doing today right um what's going on and um is it perfect no <laughs> i don't think it is at this stage um but i think it's important that we all make an effort for that to yeah. create some of that informality versus just transactional zoom meeting after zoom meeting after zoom meeting have problem solve problem move on to the next one um that will have a long-term detriment um to relationships and and i think you know um relationships are the foundation of good business so i think it's really important we invest in it now i think you you got a very clear vision and what you said is really makes sense because the water cooler discussions are very very critical and mostly even though we go and sit in the board meetings the decisions happens at the water cooler because you really think through the heart mm-hmm. and mind saying that okay now this really believes because when we have this one on one informal discussions you really get to know the person i mean you are absolutely yeah. right yeah. and and one of the things um, we have of course started this uh, happy hours uh, but one of the things what i heard from another speaker was they are doing a not only happy hour but also asking everybody their playlist on the spotify or any oh, yeah. party so now they also say zoom lunches and mm-hmm, then they just mm-hmm. want to play the party so no more discussion so i think uh, people are coming up with some innovative ways yeah 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 i think that's great that's so uh, do you guys do any happy hour with um, your team or i do a once a month social hour um <laughs> and uh because of time zone differences so yeah. we rotate them uh and so uh one of them when i'm dealing with sort of my uh, colleagues in asia it's tea time for me not 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 cocktail time because it's like early in the morning <laughs> so um so we adjust but yeah so we have one coming up um uh, next week uh it'll be halloween theme 
Oh. And uh, so everybody will come in costume. We have um, prizes for the best costume in it, and it's a family event. So we also oh. invited the family to come in. Oh, uh, and um, so your family could be humans or it could be pets. Yeah. And so we have prizes for the best dressed little person also. It could be, you know, pets. Uh, and then we have a, a magician coming in. So that's our trick, right? The treat is we get to spend time together. And the trick is we got a, a magician uh, coming in to, to entertain people. So, you know, we're, we're just trying it. It's the first time we've done that, but it'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think there are many first time things we will be doing in this pandemic. And I, I God knows how long we have to live in this situation because I don't see any you know, a forcing future of getting the vaccine right now. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> People are really getting adapting. So towards, um, as we are coming close to the session, so I want to have a couple of uh, quick things. So again, from the leadership uh, situation, so how do you really define a transformational leadership? And especially how do you experience that transformational leadership yourself and for your organization? crisis yeah so um really for me transformation is about change right and so i look at you know the appetite for change that i have how much change am i willing to take on how much is the organization willing to take on and then the second part of that is transformation is about a destination right do we understand clearly where we are going and the implications of going there and then you put that together to me in that sort of a roadmap. Um, and, you know, the appetite for change is really important when you think about um, sequencing the actions that you want to take. You know, sometimes things need to be done first in order to get to second, whether that's, you know, you might have um, a couple of uh, proofs of concepts with customers as a first before you decide if you're going down that path. You might, um, you know, interview employee focus groups to get, so we did that with, to sense the degree of willingness to come back into the office as we figure out, are we going to open offices or not? You know, we've asked employees, right? Ask the people that matter, a novel concept. Um, but, you know, so there's, there's things that you need to sequence sometimes. And I think that that's an important part of structuring a transformation uh, program and the leader then needs to be able to stand up and explain the why behind that you know why this destination is important why these are the steps that we're going to take and what's in it for every person that's involved right the impact they, they could make and I think that kind of wraps up how I would approach it um, as we're going through this and by the way I don't think that that's just in a crisis I think that that that's the nature of changing in business and industry shifts uh, as we go and trying to capture the new opportunities as they emerge. No, I think that that's fantastic. And then you really uh, focused on one point. It was very uh, deeply touching is, you know, ask who it really matters to. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. this is really important because most of the decisions people take at a higher level, not even thinking about the people who is really going to be impacted. That's right. Yeah. So it was fantastic. And I think it was a maybe a common uh, phenomenon in all the organization now. When do we need to open the office? <laughs> Everybody yeah. was eagerly checking on. <laughs> That's good. So as a closing uh, uh, this session, I would like to ask, as a 
successful business leader what is your mantra to win the customer what is your piece of advice you have for the other fellow business leaders how do we really approach to win the customer in this crisis yeah what matters to you I like to live in their shoes, understand their problems, solve their problems, right? So it's not about you or your company, it's about um, providing value. And so live in their shoes. What problems are they facing? Why do they, um, why is that a priority? That kind of stuff. And so I'd like to say I am the voice of the customer um, because I like to emulate what I see customers going through and, and again, be empathetic to their situation, not my situation. I know I think uh, you uh, thank you for giving that piece of advice I think people are always missing because they always think about I have a great product but they don't think about whether it meets the customer needs yeah. because you may have a great product if the customer does not have the need or you are able not able to give the value back to the customer then obviously customer is not going to really embrace and it is not that you really need to push your service or product to it so it was fantastic so again uh, kim it was a pleasure meeting you on this beautiful tuesday morning you really made our day with a, a great uh, news what you have already told about the first time saas offering in the storage i mean it was a really interesting so i had to go back to all my data storage team and say hey you know we have something good for <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> because i have a lot of friends across the globe who are from the uh, storage background because mm -hmm. i used to be more on the infrastructure side before and it is always good and apart from that i think you really clearly gave a lot of key messages to all the people so thank you for joining with us and giving your fantastic information thank you thanks swami i appreciate you having me here